What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson to my far right, Ashton Berzio. Ashton, hey, how you going? doing, buddy? Repping the Redskins mug. Yeah, it's Waiting been to pull this out. It's been quite some time. Uh, still holds coffee just like all the other ones. That's great. Uh, joining us again this week, uh, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Are you excited? For what? Thanksgiving. And in the <laughs> holiday season, I feel like it's a nonstop thrill ride for the next month. You know what I mean? You, you'll get older one day and you'll realize <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, no, to, good. I'm, to, I don't want to squash that. Well, I want to I explain that. Happy away there, buddy. A little, away. Bit, <laughs> a little bit more at the end. But uh, before we do that, I wanted to ask both of you, and we actually asked uh, our congregation through the Fellowship Family Facebook page, um, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish and why? And the why is very important, okay? You know what I mean? I'm not just after the what, but the why. I think that's important. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone care to go first? Uh, that would be my wife, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, the why? Okay. Because she makes all the side dishes yeah. uh, come alive. Okay. Well, I guess the best answer was first. Ashton, go ahead. Might as well just not even answer. <laughs> no, go yeah, on. We go can't. Ahead. Do the mundane I, I was going to steal his answer, but now I definitely can't. So. You were going to say Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is absolutely uh, stuffing. Okay. Classic stuffing. Oh, it's so good. I have, my dad used to make, there's, there's an old Berzio uh-huh. stuffing Ooh. recipe uh-huh. that we would make in this tub of, you know, like a cooler, which mm. had a bunch of loaves of bread and cornbread and sausage and onions and all the, That's cool. all the good stuff. And just a lot of memories of that. And I've taken on that mantle. So you're going to do every, that? Yeah. Uh, maybe not this year. <laughs> it's, it's a bit it, of an undertaking. In theory. Oh, to, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But stuffing it's balls, cool. bacon, gravy, cranberry sauce. Wow. Oh, it's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sweet potato kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny. Everybody's tied right now. 18 votes each mm-hmm. for sweet potato. Mm. Um, well, the correct answer the, is stuffing. The stuffing. And that yeah, was the first I, thing I, would, I put in I there. I would have to agree. If it was. Um, but we'll see. So, yeah, feel free to go over to our Facebook page and engage with that. Yeah, um, I mean, that's just a great place, that that group. Just yeah. a little plug right there for, for that group. Yeah. Uh, that's a place where we, we created that. You know, our, our main Facebook page is great for mm. encouragement and for posts and things, but that family group is a private group for just people of Fellowship Bible Church, and it's really a place that um, we want you to feel comfortable to share uh, prayer requests, praises. Um, there's been some some really encouraging posts in there about what people are learning, some of the things that are happening at FBC behind the scenes. So I encourage you to go. If you have a Facebook account, um, just go to our main Facebook page and click on groups and, and uh, request to join there. Mm. Yeah. And Will that stuffing recipe be on there some point? I think that's a that's a Berzio secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, aren't we even for <laughs> um, Awesome. All right, well, let's jump right in then to our Sunday in review, uh, continuing with this Living Word series that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you were, you were kind of talking out of uh, Mark chapter 8, uh, using the first 10 verses there. Um, and so I wanted to kind of start out this morning just by asking you if there's anything uh, you wanted to elaborate on or kind of hone in on as far as our time together this mm. morning. Well, there there is a lot. Um, um, by the way, I, I did want to give a shout out to mm-hmm. Brian, mm-hmm. Um, an FBCer who uh, emailed and made this comment. I thought it was really good. He said, I couldn't help but think of the disciples' question in Mark 8, 4. How can one feed the people with bread here in this desolate place? Mm. And uh, Brian writes, what stands out to me is the depth uh, of this question that the disciples don't realize. They're literally asking this question to the bread of life 
who came to a desolate mm-hmm. place to save. And then he said, it made me think also of young Isaac when he innocently asked Abraham, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Uh, we ask questions, um, how are we going to get out of this mess or whatever? And, and right in front of us is the one who mm-hmm. can solve those, uh, those issues. So I appreciate Brian mm-hmm. making that comment. But um, yeah, I, 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 if you notice in that passage, they focused on the one loaf. Yeah. And um, they're fixated on that one loaf. They're discussing, it says in verse 16, um, that they that there was this only one loaf issue of life. They were kind of one loaf livers. They were mm. living in a one loaf world. Mm. Notice that Jesus never supplied anything beyond that. Mm. The story goes, goes on, mm-hmm. and they're stuck with their one loaf. And I think... Um, I think, I think another takeaway, and we didn't develop this uh, in the sermon, but I think it's worth um, at least considering. We live in a very entitled world. Mm-hmm. We, 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 and we bring that into our Christian life, whether it's a health, wealth, prosperity type mindset. Um, <clears throat> Larry Crabb in one of his books calls it the, the we live by the law of, uh, of linearity. If I do A and B and right. C, I'll get D. Yeah. And, and we live our Christian life that way. So we bring, it, it, it's pervasive. Um, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do this right, and I'll get this. Well, that's the American dream, the it's, American way. That's, it's, yeah, it's, our whole culture is based on that. That's right. Yeah. And Jesus left them yeah. with the one loaf. Right. Uh, he could have said, oh, hey, guys, you know, and there, right. was, there was another loaf for every one of them. <laughs> Maybe that's what they wanted. He left them with the single loaf. And I think a lot of times in our life, we are pursuing happiness. We, we, mm-hmm. if, if we get this, we're going to be fulfilled. And our focus is still on that, and it's not on him. And God allows us to live with that single loaf right. of emptiness sometimes because I think he's trying to get us to realize that's not what life is about. Mm. It's not about the loaf. Mm-hmm. It's about him. Well, and that's not what true joy is either. I mean, we've been doing a, a Fruit of the Spirit talk with Keystone Young Adults, and, and one thing that, that one of the girls brought up was um, the difference between joy and happiness and, and finding your joy in Christ no matter how happy life is or, or what has been given to you. It's all about that that perspective, uh, I think, of, okay, this is going to be my true source of joy. And, and mm-hmm. one thing you, you talked about, Mark, that I liked, uh, I was at the FSAT service, um, you, you honed in on optimism. Uh, and, and, and one thing you said was uh, reacting when you wake up to good Lord, it's morning or good morning, Lord. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool way of remembering, OK, how am I starting my mornings and how does that change, you know, my outlook yeah. as so many things happen to me that are out of my control? I need to remember that they are in, in crisis in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm freaking out over something as if nobody's in control, it's just not true. Uh, biblically, so that was kind of one thing that that really stood out to me. Ashton, what about you? Yeah, I, I feel like these these last two sermons have just I feel like have been really refreshing mm. uh, of just to to focus on on Christ. Um, there's something, you know, all the ones leading up to this have been great, but there, there's something really uh, incredible about mm. just sitting in some of these gospel uh, stories and. You know, almost almost the same, very similar story between these last mm-hmm. two sermons, right. as far as 
you know, the, the situation and what Jesus did to, to remedy it and the disciples' response. And, but uh, it's, I think it's something that we just need to hear and continue to be reminded of um, because we do get stuck and focused on our, on our situation, on our loaf. Um, we get mm. uh, selfish. We get you know, entitled, all of the things we've already talked about. But um, seeing how Christ responded mm. to that situation, and I loved, you know, just bringing out this this idea of his compassion, right. of his his empathy, his sympathy, mm. um, the you know the story of of Lazarus and how uh, you know I, that's that's something that I don't know if I could do if I knew that I was about to fix the situation if I was mm. about to raise Lazarus from the dead I don't know if I could have that same kind of compassion and empathy right. as Christ did in that situation and it makes me kind of reconsider what sympathy and empathy and, mm. and that, that compassionate response mm-hmm. actually is, mm-hmm. um, that, that it's not situational necessarily, but very relational, very mm-hmm. connected to what someone is going through in the moment, yeah, in the moment. Right. We, we, we oftentimes look towards the end right, right. goal. Yeah. Um, but Jesus experienced in the moment how people yeah. were feeling yeah. and he empathized with right. them. Um, yeah. And not being totally taken up with the end goal that mm-hmm. was going to, that was going to accomplish when right. he was he was the one person on earth enti- entitled to the holier than thou persona and he didn't take it mm-hmm. uh he was willing to to meet and and, and sympathize with them and yeah. i just think it's incredible especially to go back over these stories at least the way i've always thought about it, the five loaves two fish thing it's always been a childlike story to me because of how i originally learned it growing up you know you learn what jesus did with it but to break it down almost for me from an adult perspective of of okay well what about the bread? What about these guys? What about all this whole mass of people dealing with this situation? There's a reality there that is worth revisiting these stories. And so I think it's timely. Yeah. I think again, if Jesus had never, if those people would have gone away hungry, mm-hmm. he still mm-hmm. would have been the bread of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's not obligated. Right. Uh, well, he didn't feed every crowd. That's that right. He came into contact He didn't heal with. every right. leper or every yeah. Um, mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think, again, if we start becoming, I, I think another takeaway is th- th- there can be a default thinking in our, maybe it's an American mindset that is, um, it's a demandingness. Mm. Um, and so we demand of God. Mm. Um, and uh, th- if you think about it, that's kind of what religion, re- mm-hmm. religion is is kind of a demand. It's a, if I... If I do everything right in raising my kids, they're going to turn out right. Or you know, mm. if I'm if I'm uh, doing uh, all these religious duties right, God is going to, is obligated to bless me. I'm de- and in a sense, what I'm saying is right. I'm demanding God. I, right. I'm, I'm you're the you're the puppet, and I'm the I'm pulling the strings here, God. <laughs> and if I do these things right, and that's what religion is. Yeah. And our faith is a faith of relationship. And uh, again, it's seeing who God is, who who Christ is, and enjoying Him for who He is. Right. Hmm. Um, the Westminster Confession of Faith, you know, the the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him hmm. forever. Right. And we 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 lose out on that because we're all focused on the one loaf. And right. and, and if we're focused on the one loaf, we'll never enjoy life, yeah. and we'll never enjoy our God. Right. Hmm. 
That's good. It reminds me of, of one of John Piper's kind of quips from his, his website there. I think it's, uh, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. If, if he is what we're seeking after and what is fulfilling us, um, because he's constant and because he's always there, we can, we can rest in that. We can find everything from joy and exhilaration <laughs> just as much as we can find rest and comfort. Uh, and I think speaking to what you just said, Mark, I, 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 we don't like to be surprised. Nobody likes to be caught off guard by what God mm-hmm. is doing. <laughs> so when it's an unforeseen circumstance or a situation that in reality, all that's doing is showing God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. We don't like to hand over that, that power. I don't think we like to, you can't fully submit to God's authority if your hands are holding on to something. Mm-hmm. And, and so often, at least for me, I know it's easy for me to clutch yeah. something else right. as I pursue Christ. And yeah. that's a, a healthy reminder. Yeah. And I think even more, <clears throat> the, all, what we're talking about is even more true post-cross and post-resurrection mm-hmm. than what it was in the disciples' time, mm-hmm. just because of the the gravity of what Christ has experienced on our behalf. And, and that Hebrews passage is even more true. Uh, and I mean, when it was written, it was true. But mm-hmm. in this context, it <clears throat> that Christ knows our suffering. He knows what we're going mm-hmm. through. He's been through the gambit of of birth to death and can now sympathize with us in our in our weaknesses and in our troubles. And mm-hmm. um I mean Jesus knew what the what it was like to live right, right. with a single loaf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and right, even right. cried out, you know, if possible, remove this cup. Yeah. But not my will, thy will be done. Right. And he goes to the cross. And that's the message of the gospel. I think uh, it was C.S. Lewis who said, I've got it written down here, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. It, it's the megaphone to arouse a deaf world. And if I may, I'm just going to read. He continues with that quote, and I think it's a, a very powerful. He says, I'm, I am progressing along the path of life in my – is that okay to read these? Oh, please things? do. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, hey, it's your... your Go ahead, man. Go ahead. (laughs) Love C.S. Lewis. Yeah, love C.S. Lewis. He said, I am progressing along the path of life in my ordinary, contentedly fallen and godless condition, absorbed in a merry meeting with my friends for the morrow, or a bit of work that tickles my vanity today, a holiday or a new book, when suddenly a stab of abdominal pain threatens serious disease, or a headline in the newspapers threatens us all with destruction and sends this this whole pack of cards tumbling down. At first I'm overwhelmed and all my little happinesses, like little broken toys, are like little broken toys. And then slowly and reluctantly, bit by bit, I try to bring myself into the frame of mind that I should be at all times. I remind myself that all these toys were never intended to possess my heart, that my true good is in another world, and my only real reassure is Christ. And perhaps by God's grace, I, I succeed. For a day or two, I become a creature con- consciously dependent on God and drawing strength from the right sources. But the moment the threat is withdrawn, my whole nature laps back to the toys, hmm. to, to the loaves, to what I want. And... Um, I, again, I think all of this is so very, very in, in, instructive. Um, Christ is saying, "Look to me. See me in this. The compassionate, loving God. Look, 
preach yourself the gospel again. See me in, in, in life. And as the old hymn says, if we do that, the things of this world can grow strangely dim yeah. in the light of his glory and grace. Mm. That's where we need to be. Yeah. Mm. Makes me wonder how, how many days were in between the feeding of yeah. the 5,000, the feeding of the four. Like, I wonder how. Right. It's not very specific, but I mean, it literally could be a couple days. And that, 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 could, that could be true yeah. of their response. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's one thing that I'm almost getting more and more fed up with is this argument that the Bible is outdated or it's not relevant to me or those stories are great and cool. But as far as my personal application, it's got to be something else. No, like this stuff has increased its relevance since then for you because of how Jesus hopefully has already moved in your life. I think it speaks to what you said, Ash, and just about after the cross this and after our moment of belief of that, what is this sanctification walk going to look like? How are we going to remind ourselves that we're, we're called to be optimistic in a time that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think we preach ourselves the gospel daily so we can make sense of faith. And then one thing Mark said, at least during the Saturday service, was faith has a certain amount of ridiculousness to it. And it's true because yeah. you, if you're doing it right and Christ is moving through you, it, it's hard to understand sometimes. Uh, you have a joy that you can't fully explain. You have a peace that doesn't quite make a lot of sense, but you feel the presence of Christ all the more. And I think mm-hmm. that's... I think that's good. So pivoting then into almost a church life response um, for our listeners and how we can apply the sermon. Hopefully you guys were able to listen to it this weekend. You can find it online if not. But um, what, what is our, our single loaf that, that renders us uh, faithless and troubled? And I, that's a personal question for you to answer. But, but guys, what do you think that tends to be nowadays, or at least maybe in your own experience, if not uh, humanity as a whole? Hmm. My single loaf loaded it's a loaded question i mean do you want something specific or do you, i mean i mean it's not my favorite thanksgiving side so i'm not too worried about it but yeah you know anything that that causes us to to look towards ourselves yeah sure and, and get our eyes off of, of christ it could be hmm. uh you know again something so mundane um in life uh, a missed red light or a green missed green light and you're stuck at a at a red light uh uh, a forgotten appointment that, or a, you know, can be something so so mundane. It could be things that can might even be good, mm. um, but yeah. you're, you're, it, it it causes your the focus of your heart to be on what I'm entitled to, or what mm. I want, or what I'm not getting, or I'm not being heard, or I was slighted, or this, and it, it's it it's the me or I comments mm-hmm. instead of seeing Christ do that. Uh, this is who you are. Um, mm. there, there are a thousand things in right. any given day that, that can do that. I think another question that we have to wrestle with is, so how can I keep my eyes off the loaf? Well, mm-hmm. What are the, the disciplines? Yeah. You know, discipline ourselves for the purpose of guidance. What are the things that I, I need to um, um, build into my life on a daily basis hmm. so that I'm ever growing in my understanding that when my toys are, are broken, um, I'm not, I'm not uh, crying over that. I'm, yeah. I'm focusing on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. You, you almost want to, you want to create a routine to become aware of Christ, not aware of what Christ has given you. 
because that's going to be a tool that I think the devil uses to distract. And then that idea of, you know, getting demanding for that, I think is, is cool. I think for me, I mean, as far as like developing and disciplines, you know, we have so many resources and tools at our disposal. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I find myself when I'm just doing stuff around the house or working or, you know, I'll put on YouTube or I'll put on Netflix or something to just kind of, you know, almost distract me from. But I think that there are times where uh, I need to pull something that that's more uh, more spiritual more encouraging uh, in, into those moments um mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's hard because i don't want to like I, I don't actually want to listen to it but if if in those moments there's an opportunity for me to think on something that is good and holy and to be reminded um of of truth um regardless of of what it is uh, i think that, that that's something that i need to 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 do more often yeah. um <laughs> I think we're all plagued with a certain type of spiritual ADHD. Yeah, we are so easily right. distracted, mm-hmm. and and you know Paul tells us uh, about praying without ceasing, and that lifestyle of as we're going through a day, l- developing the discipline of a conversation with God that says, right. "Lord, help me to see you in this situation." Help, okay, Lord, I'm going through this, or 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 a. Um, uh, just this morning, early, some some text messages I got f- about prayer, some some needs mm. people were having, and so you, you go to prayer right then. Right. But you 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 say, Lord, bring those things back to my remembrance during the right. day. Right. It's Sometimes a, we can we can think about it as like, oh, we need to spend a certain amount of time in prayer. You know, we need to mm. set aside time, and and sometimes that's important sure. to do. But it really is more of a constant. A constant, constant state conversation, of mind. Yeah. state of mind, mm-hmm. con, you know, continual connection. You know, Lord, what are you doing in this moment? Yep. Help me to see, help me to to know and to be wise with what I've been given in the situation, whatever, you know, just this constant. It's not always just spend an hour and on your knees in prayer. You know, right. that's good, but mm-hmm. that's not. Sometimes we, we restrict it to that moment yeah. uh, rather than mm-hmm. a constant. And, you, you know, God is so faithful because we... The moment, the moment we trust Christ as our Savior, His Spirit indwells us, and His Spirit is the is the grand prompter uh, towards Jesus. And I think, mm-hmm. in His kindness, He throughout the day will do those promptings, and and I think we have to respond to that in mm-hmm. faith. But we ha- and we have to develop those attentive spiritual ears to hear that. But God is always prom- prompting us throughout the day. Yeah. Look to me. Here I am. Here I am, and and it's a, it's this uh, yeah. ongoing um, conversation. It's a it's a it's uh, it's it's the dance of life as we are being led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. We follow His lead on these things, yeah. uh, and but it's something that we have to develop it. Uh, yeah, I think day. the same thing can be said about our times in the Word too. I mean, mm-hmm. the times in the Word are we should have those intentional moments where we're we're reading and we're ingesting truth and mm-hmm. things, but. Those those times are really for the rest of your day, so that when you can, when you're going throughout your day, you're you're reciting those truths. Yeah. And you know we have uh, apps on our phone that will literally you can push play, and the Bible will be read to you out loud. Mm-hmm. You know it's it, we're not at a place where we have to sit and read for hours and hours and hours each day. It's good if you do, but right. you know this is a an opportunity for us to use technology. You know we've talked about this. A couple of years last year in our mm-hmm. thrive no 
synced, synced, synced camp, yeah, synced yeah. campaign. Um, but you know, utilizing the technology that we have to, to mm. help us grow in our relationship with God and, you know, um, yeah, so, <clears throat> set yourself an alert or a reminder that'll ding at 10, 10 this morning that says, hi, Mark, this is God. I'm still here. <laughs> right. You know, we, yeah. it's our choice. Yeah. We can either live today or the rest of our life as, um, experiencing one loaf living mm. yeah. or enjoy the bounty of the bread of life mm. in a relationship. And it's a choice. Um, every one right. of us have to make that choice. Do we want one loaf living or do you want to experience the bread of life today? Yeah. Mm. When I, I just think about the way people consume music, it, it's always there. You can listen to it in the car. You can hum a tune at your desk, whatever that looks like. You're not devoting an intentional time to go sit in your favorite chair and listen to a song or two yeah. and considering that you're, oh, that was my morning or that was my music devotional for the day. <laughs> it's, it's a part of your life. Yeah. It's ingrained into what you do. Yeah. And, and one thing that has impressed me, at least in terms of youth, is their ability to know lyrics to songs, but they struggle to memorize one verse of the Bible. I think it's a it's a habit that can flip a, a posture towards consuming the Bible in a way that the word can meet you in your life yeah. to make it personal instead of you trying to go meet your Bible wherever it happens to sit in your home. I think that's yeah. good. One, one final thing before we do an outro here. Um, it, it's mentioned in the passage, Mark, and it's, it's easy to overlook, but uh, Christ gives thanks for the bread. Mm. As they as they share it, and so thankfulness being tied to compassion, I, I think that's a huge thing. And wanted to talk briefly about why do we think that is? Because um, you you read it over and you don't really think about it, but like is he going to say, you know, thanks me for the bread? Here you go. But he still devotes time <laughs> to thankfulness and that posture of optimism. I think that can come from that. So, what, why is thankfulness tied to compassion? Do you think? Well, I, that's, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, Christ is uh, he's modeling for us this this mm-hmm. conscious prayerful mm-hmm. mentality I mean he's going to his father mm-hmm. uh, because he knew as he was living his life here on earth having set aside his divine power and mm-hmm. privileges mm-hmm. he's living every moment dependent upon mm-hmm. the father's resources yeah. he was so in tune just what we were talking about uh, if, if, if there's anyone who did not define one loaf living it was Jesus mm-hmm. And so um, he, when you are free of your own self-centered focus, mm. as Jesus was, you respond in compassion because you see the needs of others. Right. He's not a, a, a one loaf liver, Jesus. Mm. And so when, you, when, when you're free of, your, of yourself, you, you see others and you see the Father. Um, it's, it's like what he said elsewhere, you know, the whole law can be summed in this one point, love God. Mm-hmm. And when you love God, you come with a thankful heart to him and love others. And that's when you move towards sympathy and empathy towards others. You see their need. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus lived the life of abundance mm-hmm. and, uh, those two fit, um, you're focused on God. You'll always be thankful when you look to him. And you'll always see the needs of others yeah. and move with grace and compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, one loaf livers, they're just going to they're going to be focused on themselves, which never results in thankfulness, mm-hmm. and it'll never result in helping someone else in need. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's great. <laughs> Ashton, what can we point people towards before we get out of here? 
Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Christmas Eve service information, is that coming out later? Is there a spot Yeah, it should be it? up. Uh, it's on the dot .life. Um, okay. I think it has get, its own yeah, page. Yeah, fbcva.life slash Christmas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those service times are 11, 5, and 7. Mm-hmm. Um, at the 11 o'clock and the 5 o'clock services, we have nursery and preschool. Uh, so, you know, young families, I, mm-hmm. my family's going to be coming to the 11 o'clock probably, pre-nap time, get in our Christmas mm-hmm. Eve service, mm-hmm. kids down for a nap, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I encourage you guys, it's going to be a great, a uh, lot of music, uh, really special, um, kind of kind of a different yeah. A lot of special music um, based on the good. Andrew Peterson concerts, and yeah, awesome. should be good. Cool, cool. Uh, Black Friday is this week. You guys, are you going to go out, Mark, and, and wait outside mm-hmm. a store at midnight and shop for Lisa? Why not? If I was a one loaf liver, I would. <laughs> but I have an abundance. That's true. That's I true. do not need uh, to experience uh, Black Friday. <laughs> that uh, and I have an Amazon account, and I can just okay. Go okay, well there you go. Yeah. Is well, it that's, you online that's shopping? That's yeah. Cyber Monday. That is where it's I know, at. There you go. I know. Yeah. And oh, deals are always happening. Where are you at in your Christmas shopping? You got a bunch to do? Not even close to started? Because everyone we're, I've talked to is like, oh, yeah, I'm almost done. Yeah, like, we're, we're going simple. We're gonna, we're thinking about it. But okay. I think we're going to get yeah. something for Heavenly and Shepherd together. Yeah. So mm. haven't considered what to get for Sarah yet. But yes, you have. Yeah. You know you have. <laughs> you're, you're not. She's not. Yeah. You're we're, not we're leaving gonna, her to the last moment. We're going to sell our house, and we're going to get out of debt. That's yeah. what I'm going to give her. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> good, good. Well, it is the season, guys. Uh, the fact of the matter is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. <laughs>